0: Hey everybody, Chad Parsons here, and I wanted to give a special preview here. Um, I'm recording VIP content, and what I mean by that is we do VIP strategy sessions over at UTH Patreon. So that's patreon.com/uth. I've been talking about it for the last few months. More people in there than ever before in the VIP chat room. Uh, there's uh, more than a hundred dynasty diehard owners, some of the best in the business. We have the most cooperative helping discussions for each of us. I'm in there answering questions, but there's just such a cooperative atmosphere of all of us sharpening our tools together, having the best dynasty results, and honestly having the best dynasty discussion time on a daily basis. It's thriving with the rookie uh, rookie. Uh, draft period here after the NFL draft. But this is a show that honestly, part of me uh, first was, well, I've already recorded two VIP strategy sessions. And what happens here is uh, once a week, I basically ask for topics. And I, I, I record other things for UTH Patreon, but the VIPs get request time, basically. And just to give an idea, one of the questions was regarding tight end premium formats, two tight end and the the big board and the positional value and just going over some of the mechanics of executing it when the best player available might be tight end a great deal of time. I spent 15 20 plus minutes on that topic. It's a critical one as you go through rookie drafts in terms of getting uh, as they always say, get your mind right, but you have to be in the right mindset And so I talk about the mindset of that format and specifically about where we stand with the 2023 class and stacking that up for Big Board and the execution of that. So that's a custom show and a custom question and topic submitted by the VIPs. And the VIPs are folks in the chat room, as I call them, and they are part of the all pro tier. You also get a copy of the draft guide, by the way. Um, But uh, for example, another topic that was submitted and I recorded because these are mammoth topics that I was... Like I can't cram two, three, four of these into one episode. It's gonna be an hour. And usually these VIP VIP sessions, I also do live calls. they are live calls in season uh, every single week where we talk waiver wire, we talk strategy, we talk trading. Uh, it's your chance to live, you know, on the air, if you will, uh, for the podcast. You can ask questions. You can bring specific questions about your team. We do that in the chat all the time. But it also makes it special because we have the live session and we generally they're pre-recorded because they're going to come at random times in the off season this week and recording two or three of these is a, is an example of that. But I wanted to share with you a question that I think is very applicable and attune to what I'm describing. And again, you being able to be a part of the VIP chat is hyper valuable. Obviously, getting a copy of the draft guide is hyper valuable. But I wanted to give you a taste of a topic and a question that is included this week. This is from AJ in the chat, Monster Dynasty owner and contributor to the chat, as well as questions like this. So I wanted to break it down, give you a taste of of what a VIP session topic or, or question would be. And I'm sure as I read this, you're gonna be like, hey, I got questions like that. Well, get in the chat room. You can have that discussion. Uh, multiple people are gonna answer. We're gonna have a discussion about it basically. And when we have VIP sessions, that's when I record based on the exact topic that you want. So here's from AJ. Can you help us with situations where you would take Anthony Richardson over Bijan Robinson in Superflex based on what is or not on your roster? Or do you just take Bijan Robinson even if your quarterback situation is terrible if you can't trade the pick? Is it Bijan or bust? So, again, this is talking about scenarios. And I actually brought this up in the tight end show. But the overarching idea here is you can look at a big board, UTH or otherwise, set of rookie rankings, and you're like, all right. This all makes sense. I like what's going on here. You know, I like the the ingredients that go into this recipe. I get it. You know, I trust the source. Whatever your validation is, that is is something that you get it on paper. You know, we go through January through April. We're analyzing prospects. We're talking about scenarios. Then we get to post draft and everything gets clarified. You get the big board, you get the tiers, and you get the why. That goes into these you have the positional value discussion so here you get all the way home but here's what happens you get into your rookie drafts and now to some degree every once in a while or maybe it's a lot of the time you will just freeze you will have that point of doubt about what to do even though what are these nfl teams what are they all they talk about they're blue in the face right Trust your board. They spend weeks and months. And again, for me, I have to do it in 48 hours. And we're dealing with a, f- a lot fewer players and positions that actually matter to us in our picks than these NFL teams that go that go deep. But let's face it, if they were doing a scenario where it's just their first or second round, that's the equivalent of what we do in, in rookie drafts is that few selection of players or that few subset. But here's the problem. You get all the way to that point. Again, I've been, been what I'm describing now, I've been in this exact scenario that when you get on the clock and you look at your big board that you trust, myself, it's the one I, I personally created, and you will still, in certain moments, say, really? really? I, I, I don't know if I can do it. And I'll say this. What's the point of the whole freaking thing then? What's the point of, for example? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about on a personal level. What's the point of me analyzing these players as college players as they're going through their career, starting the pre-draft process, going through the combine and testing, going through where they would land potentially on the decision-making matrix, getting to the NFL draft. Then we get clarity on draft position. You you tweak it slightly, you know, based on their landing spot. But you're also putting them, are they elite? Are they not elite? What does that do to their hit rates? Putting them into buckets, then ultimately stacking up the board for the customized format. You do all of that. You're tracking the information. Then ultimately you get to 207 and you freeze. You freeze because you're like, I don't know if I can take them there. Whether it's the price point, it's the actual execution moment of you know you've been practice it's almost like you've been practicing the corner 3 in your driveway since you know for for years and now you get in the game 3 seconds left and they call your play where you're going to come off a screen you're going to you shoot the the corner 3 and you're down by 2 are you going to are you going to choke are you going to short arm the shot not even close front rim it? Or are just going to do it like, you know, this is the whole reason you train, you practice, you do it repetitively. Or it's like you have the two, you know, we always say, right? You have the two free throws, and you're down by one, you got fouled, you know, no time left on the clock, make them both you win. These basketball type scenarios. So when you get to that moment, this is why, like, I, I'm actually spinning around I think I need to, uh, need to do a written piece of content where basically going through pick by pick and saying, based on ADP, what is the pick here? And it's going to kind of highlight how few players are probably in the radius of your ideal picks as you go through. And it doesn't mean every single draft. i talked about diversifying a little bit within profiles, but you also need to pound the exact profiles that make the most sense and the most optimal value in every single spot. That is, that does mean you're going to have a higher market share of certain players than others. And you don't want to sit there and try to draft them all evenly because you don't have an even dispersal of picks either. But going back to this question. So the whole idea again of freezing. So the big board comes out and you have Bijan Robinson at clear number one, top 10 pick prototypical size, two way producer. As the, the as the stock lines in NFL draft circles go, best prospects, etc., Saquon Barkley, etc., and yet now you're talking about not taking him. <laughs> so it's such an easy choice to sit there at one and take Bijan Robinson. I have seen early drafts here, and it may be five percent, eight percent. It's not many and you see someone else go. Typically, I've seen it's Anthony Richardson go at 101. Um, I don't know if I've seen Bryce Young, but the point is I'm sure the team that took those quarterbacks have a quote-unquote need at quarterback. Here's my stock line. Your team, I don't care if you're good or bad, needs good players. If you are in super flex and have terrible quarterbacks, as the questions go, should you take a quarterback in a rookie draft? Well, I'll say this. You should take a quarterback in rookie drafts, whether you're good or bad at quarterback, if that is the best player available at the spot. B. Shawn Robinson is the best player available at 101. And in my heart and my analysis, I believe that, um Jameer Gibbs is the best player available to take at 102. Now he doesn't go 102 a lot. So you can massage that a little bit. And again, depending on how how feisty you want to be, how saucy you want to be, maybe you trade down from two to four. And you probably still get Jameer Gibbs in many, many cases. So that's a different question than do you just sit and take Anthony Richardson, or a quarterback at 101? I will say this. Your team needs good players. Your team needs good players over a particular position. You would rather have good players at a position you technically don't need than a bad player or suboptimal player or low ceiling player or whatever moniker you want to put right here for a, a, a position that you need. Because guess what? If you get a player that didn't fix, if you don't absolutely hit on the player you selected at that position of need, you still need it. Here's the other thing. You draft a rookie many times at any position. That rookie doesn't actually fix your position. Over time, they could absolutely fix the position. B. John Robinson or a running back is the one position you generally say, can fix your position or fix that roster spot or fix that starting lineup spot in their first year. But running back is generally the only one you would say that about with any level of confidence. I would say this, you need quarterback, you're light at quarterback and super flex. I get it. Frankly, it should be your job one, your job two, your focus one, your focus two of team building with trading with roster construction of how do I get better at quarterback. I actually have this exact situation. I'm going to share it right now. I made a trade today. I totally forgot about it. I make a lot of trades. I make a lot of moving and shaking. And this is before the draft even starts. Draft is next week. Took over this orphan a month or two ago. One of the intrigues I had uh, that I looked for, well, I think it has a stud uh, wide receiver can't remember which one. And it has Mark Andrews at tight end. It's tight end premium. I think it's Mark Andrews and maybe Dallas Goddard at at tight end. So the premium, and you got two strong tight ends there, but quarterbacks are very weak. Had uh, Ryan Tannehill, I believe is the QB one. And it also had two first rounders of import. I knew it was going to be a a good year for these picks when I took over the orphan 102 and 105. It's got some other picks, but um, I ended up trading 105 before the draft even starts. I traded 105 and I think Jamison Williams for Dak Prescott. This is me. This is actually a good example. Now, it's not 101, but I am trading 105 because guess what? I need quarterback, but I need a good player <laughs> to actually fix the position. So I went out and I got Dak Prescott. That was actually a trade that came to me. I tried some other offers and you know I was open to... I wanted to keep 102 generally because um, I wanted to see... Uh, again, there's a non-zero chance that B.J. Robinson falls to me at 102, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out for that uh, and then maybe shop the pick when it's on the clock, unless or I'll be taking Jameer Gibbs. So I, I can tell you that right now, and frankly, I don't know if your situation in this applicable question is worse than mine, where you're sitting there and pre-NFL draft, your QB1 is Ryan Tannehill. So yeah, that's pretty junky. That's not ideal. You know, you'd rather have Tannehill as your QB3 than your QB1. So I, what I did about it is I is I fixed it partly. I mean, this is what NFL teams do, right? They, they, they quote-unquote fix positions before they get to the NFL draft. And the NFL draft becomes a talent accrual process. And so I would say... I fixed that with Dak Prescott. I feel I fixed it with Dak Prescott. So now Tannehill's my QB2. That still doesn't mean I'm going into 102 or even if I still had 105, can. I'm drafting a quarterback. Because again, you look at the big board and probably at those two spots, the answer is not going to be best player available as quarterback based on that. So I will say this. I will end with giving you some ideas that if you, you have to draft best player available if you're drafting a rookie. That is one of the golden rules of rookie draft. You will get in so much trouble and chasing your tail when you draft for need. And guess what? A lot of times if you're drafting for need, people think of, I'll say this, a lot of times that's quarterback and super flex or in any format, oh, I need wide receiver. And they end up drafting rookie wide receivers. I think those are the two most exploitable positions to trade the rookie picks For veterans at the position of quarterback and wide receiver. And yet a lot of people they get rookie fever. It's easy to. That's the whole focus of this entire time period on the calendar. And yet they don't really think enough about trading for veterans. So I wanted to look at some recent trades. These are all from the last, these are all since post NFL draft. These are 101s. So again, this is for AJ. Keep in mind. So this is a custom show, and this is a huge, huge teaser to the type of content you get, the customized content you get as a VIP at patreon.com slash UTH. All pro tier. That you're gonna get access to the chat. We're talking about subjects like this daily, near hourly. Stuff like this is coming up. And again, talking through your draft. It's invaluable to have it's not instantaneous, but really, really quick time turnover for your questions being answered. And like-minded dynasty diehards and, and myself, we're in there. We're in there having these discussions. So I'm gonna, here, let's break down some 101 traits. I wanted to find some 101 deals where you're actually using that as leverage to get yourself a quote-unquote fix at quarterback. First one is my favorite. You have 101, 108, and 112 for Patrick Mahomes. These are all super flex. 101 plus plus for Patrick Mahomes. That's fixing a problem right there. Instead of thinking about Bijan Robinson or uh, or Anthony Richardson, you need to be thinking about Bijan Robinson or Bijan Robinson or plus something for a stud quarterback, a veteran stud quarterback. Actually, I didn't this filter wrong. So let me look at any quarterback. Okay. I had the filter. I had the filter all jacked. Okay. So uh, we have that Patrick Mahomes deal. 101, we have traded for, I'm trying to give another good example. We've got, all right, so we've got 101 and Russell Wilson for Joe Burrow. If you view as, well, Russell Wilson's my QB2, you know, say you've got another strong quarterback or, again, you need quarterback. You feel like you need quarterback. Russell Wilson and 101 for Joe Burrow fixes your problem. It absolutely goes towards fixing your problem. Let's see about another 101. Yeah, we got 101, Aaron Rodgers and Michael Pittman for Patrick Mahomes. Again, Patrick Mahomes is accessible. People think he's off limits. All you got to do is have a high first and add some stuff to it, make an offer. Not saying it goes through every time, but got a decent shot. Here's another one. Aaron Rodgers and 101 for Trevor Lawrence. Fixing problems, right? Another one, we got Russell Wilson. Let's say he was your QB one. You're like, ah, got QB problems. Russell Wilson, 101, 105, 202 for Patrick Mahomes. He's accessible. Telling you, he is available. Uh, Now we got 101 for Justin Fields. Not the biggest fan of that. I think there is big upside and strong upside there. Um, So, again, those are some ideas uh, specifically for the quarterback position. And again, go out there, shoot shoot for foreheads. And what I say is you start with Mahomes, you make an offer, again, 101 plus, see what happens. Go to Josh Allen, make that offer. Go to Justin Herbert. 101 is probably in the radius of straight up for Justin Herbert. So that's what you need to do. Trade. If you need a position, the stock line we record the show UTH for years, and and Doug would say Doug Beach would say, you know, draft for talent, trade for need, or the or is the opposite ordering, and so you've got to, you've got to, you know, if you have a need, address it not in your draft. When you actually make a rookie pick of a rookie player, you've got to go best player available. If that is running back six straight picks that you have in the three or four rounds. That's how the cookie crumbles, as they say. If it's two or three quarterbacks, fine. If it ends up being a bunch of wide receivers, usually won't be teaser. That's fine. You got to be open to it. And that's why if you get to a certain spot and you're like, I, for the format, I know Chad has this guy, you know, as the best player available. And this is the play, but I just either, whether it's roster construction, something is holding you back and you're like, I just can't make the pick. I can't pick that player unless you're talking about within the same tier and it's close. You and and in that instance, maybe a pivot. Otherwise, you got to trade that pick. It's like cut that meat. You gotta trade that pick for something in the future. Maybe you just kick it back a few picks. And then you're like, well, that same player I'm considering that's suboptimal now, they might be optimal then. And you got something extra for it whether it's waiver dollars, a future second, future third, I don't know, but you got something extra. You moved on it. Or you know what? As you're getting to it, you're like, ah, how would I tear jump? Maybe you're sitting at 204 and you're like, I know it's going to be best player available. It's going to be a tight end. I know it. I'm not going to do it. Well, maybe you you sense that going into the draft and you're keeping an eye out to trade up maybe to 109, 110. You're like, "I'm, I'm tear jumping. I'm getting a much better player. I'm consolidating. I'm getting much more comfortable With being two tiers higher on the big board and getting a different position because that's the best player there. So, those are other ideas. So, in short, again, instead of thinking about taking a different player at the pick, think more about moving. Obviously, you can't move up from 101, but you're light at quarterback trade rookie picks for quarterback profiles. I traded for Dak Prescott. 101 gives you a heck of a lot more options than Dak Prescott, as an example. I was dealing with a mid-first and a wide receiver in Jameson Williams I have uh, risk with that I have concerns with. So you can aim with 101 higher, as I mentioned, and get yourself in the radius of a Justin Herbert or higher and be open. Again, If you, if you were able to work a trade for Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, that again, you have so many more options as a team. And I mean, you are solving massive problems for likely a long time. Therefore, you giving up 101 and, you know, if you have 201 and another player at like wide receiver, you do that every single time because you can replace and fix and react to and solve The other things that you gave up far easier than trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. All right, there you go. Uh, 20 plus minutes on the specific question. Thanks so much for listening. I wanted to give a free preview. And this is just a a bite of the apple on what you get at patreon.com slash U-T-H again, give a ton of stuff uh, in terms of the UTH premium podcast, but in terms of requests and custom built content for you, this is the kind of stuff you get in the VIP chat room. This is the kind of stuff you get with these custom shows. And again, normally I do about a half hour, you get a live show in season on a weekly basis to ask questions, but also just just get to see me uh, you know, broadcast and, and do it in a live fashion. It's pretty much the same, I, I will say. There's nothing super exciting about it, but it's a chance for us to be on video and a chance for us to hang out um, on a Tuesday night as we're getting ready for waivers. Uh, we do it periodically in the off-season as well. And if I haven't mentioned enough times in the past couple months you got to at least for 30 days. Please get in here. Try the VIP chat. Try the patron content and get a free copy of the rookie draft guide. If you passed on the pre-draft version, as I talked about it in April, don't pass now. Don't pass on the post-draft version that's going to have the decision-making matrix. This is something that I have I spent most of this off-season putting together uh, and refining and reiterating and improving as I put it out in a cursory fashion in 2022, and here the best version of the big board ever. You get three different versions in the draft guide where you get uh, one quarterback, custom built, super flex, and you get the super flex with tight end premium construction. Um, you get those spelled out for you. You get ADP uh, ranges for players and you just get clarity on here's the best player, here's the best pick, here's the best value all along the way in your draft. I even have a uh, a value column where it basically predicts based on ADP on if you'll be under or over exposure of average exposure on certain players. So you can almost kind of look and see, the players that are in green, ah, those are going to be highlight those are going to be target players in general and then avoid players are going to be the ones that are on the opposite side of the spectrum. It's pretty easy to now go through with hyper confidence in your rookie draft. So, it's still early May. I'm sure you got plenty of rookie drafts in front of you and these are going to be invaluable tools. And I show my work. You get to see the comparable prospect matrix. You get to see all the data you need on the players. There's about 35-40 pages of written content and some charts as well, but the true power is on those custom-built draft boards as well as the decision making matrix. So again, that's over at patreon.com/uth and thank you for so much for listening to this free preview of a VIP show. Um, I mentioned this week alone, I've recorded two others. If you're interested in these topics, I did one that was a top 20 to 25 in terms of 2023 players combined with 2024. You want to get an early look at where these players stand in relation to next year's class. I give that to you in a super flex and two tight end board. I would never have thought about doing that topic here in early May, but that was a VIP question. And then another one in terms of recording is Again, getting over the idea uh, of of getting stuck sometimes on what is the proper pick at the proper spot and it, can you get too much of a certain position in certain uh, formats? That was another great question that kind of goes into the mindset of actually being in your war room and executing these drafts because producing the content, producing these podcasts and talking through these scenarios is great. But once you get into the real life atmosphere of navigating your own dreams draft and drafts, it becomes a whole different animal to pull the trigger and to execute certain strategies when it's best player available, or it's certain positions, it can be a tough mental hurdle. So I talk about that. And I talked about part of that in this show. But the other one is more specific to tight ends, and some of these tight end formats. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for for being a part of UTH in whatever form you are, whether it's listening to the free show, whether it's being a subscriber over at UTHdynasty.com, whether it is uh, being a patron to, to some level, or if you like what you hear and you're signing up to something that you currently are not signed up for, I get so many emails from, from new folks that just say it's a true game changer. And the amount of time you put into it, uh, I mean, the VIPs know. I mean, I did not go to like... One example: Last Saturday, and I actually was dealing with uh, dealing with uh, an injury that, frankly, should have had stitches. Last Thursday, but the the UTH Premium shows. They, there's about 30 shows in there. I went through every round one, round two, and round three pick as the draft was going on, recording three, four, five minute shows on each specific player. And it's not a live show. You don't have to try to seek out to minute to hour hour, two minute 20 to find a clip on the specific player you want. Each one is labeled pretty easily in the feed. And all you do is go listen to that little snippet on that particular player. I go through their profile. I go through where their standing is on the decision-making matrix and it's all live fire. And I was putting this out pretty much like when the player was picked within 10, 12 minutes uh, at most, That was already in the feed on the premium side. Um, So that was a whole lot of fun to A, do, but B, receive all the positive comments that folks really enjoyed it. They missed the live show, but frankly, after the fact, this was far better in terms of finding the content. It's still on the feed. You can go back right now, listen to all those shows. And then, so I was doing that uh, Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, it's all about the draft guide. I just told you about the draft guide, and it is now out in the post-draft version. Didn't go to bed on Saturday night. I was, I think it was three to six in the morning, uh, there on Sunday morning, I really had my, uh, just totally grinding, uh, writing out thousands of words there in the draft guide, but hammering out as well, finding early ADP from the, from the contributed rookie drafts that were going on Saturday and especially Sunday last weekend. But that is the sole focus. And I remember I got the draft guide out, uh, late on Sunday night and then, I could relax a little bit, but still didn't have the UTH Dynasty rankings done with the rookies now incorporated. That took Monday into a little bit of Tuesday, I believe, Uh, but it is the sole focus. And now, finally, it's about execution and action planning for your rookie drafts because the big work of how do you value these players, how do you profile them, how do they fit together into a draft plan, all that work Saturday, Sunday, and now into the first week after the NFL draft it's done. It's done at UTH. And now it's the time to go execute, to take all those weapons, all those bows and arrows and all that weaponry and get into your drafts and absolutely crush it. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm rooting for is that you can get these tools at UTH Dynasty and at patreon.com UTH and go crush it. Go crush your freaking leagues. And that's what we want, straight out assassins, where you are now taking the highest probability bets at the positions that matter most, and you're wreaking havoc within the class. I think that's the specific thing. You can lay out all the rules you want, but every single year is a snowflake. It's a unicorn because it's a specific set of players at each skill position that come together that make it... Uh, so valuable that you have to approach it as its own living organism. 2024 is a whole different environment. 2022 is something completely different with positional strengths, the actual player profiles involved, etc. And putting that all together into the puzzle of who do I take at 108 and all your drafts are different. You have to have the complete comprehensive coverage of the draft class so that it comes together with tiers and values into a board with ADP principles, as well as the historical decision-making matrix so that you can make that singular pick in that one league. And you're going to do it dozens or hundreds of times across your entire dynasty portfolio from now, probably all the way through. Some people will still be doing this in August. And this is the time of year that your whole league wakes up and you might not have been able to make trades with half of these absentee owners that are not paying attention to trades and not thinking about dynasty in February. But you know what? During rookie draft time, they're paying attention. And this is the time you can actually get them on the phone and work a deal with all of your league, not just three or four right around the Super Bowl or Uh, NFL free agency that are paying attention. I'm Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.